This is Simon Torres, Arsenal supporter of Charm City Gooners. You are listening to the DU Football Show, and I'm here to tell you that it could be worse. You could be an Everton fan. Eh, not that bad. Well, <laughs> Mickey fucking keggers with the worldie. That was pretty nice. Yeah, that was wild, that. You know, it's another No Malort Monday, with the exception of someone who is a shit better. Yeah, I mean, it's a side bet. It doesn't count. Yeah, well. I'll still have to take a shot, but in terms of our teams, No Malort. Start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bread to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell of a lord. Look straight and short. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way with me from me, with all the head bobs, right on time as I say two. My co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham, a little extra gray in that hair there, stud. Yeah, there's a lot going yeah. on. <laughs> a lot there's going a, on. There's a lot going on. Oh, no, no, no. That's Melissa. That's the Melissa Houston story. I got a lot going on over here. What did we decide the second uh, the sequel was going to be, hun? I don't remember. <laughs> I need adult supervision. There we go. Yes. Yeah. So the first book will be... Uh, there. Are, I got a lot going on over here, the Melissa Houston story. And the second book would be called... I need adult supervision. Yeah. The Melissa Houston story, part two. Yeah, nice. third third part yet to be determined. Oh, you'll give it to us. You are you are just gold, honey. You'll say something stupid. Having trouble with the old buttons there, the ups and downs, and all that kind of stuff. Just the issues, huh? You got a lot going on over there. Oh, do you would be even better if you had yourself unmuted while you were talking. Why? It's your show. I'm just here to press the button. Sam and myself. Oh, no, actually, that's not the one I need to do. Duh. Look at me fucking with you, and then I fuck off. Uh, we're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, could you tell the good people how they get in touch? Sure. Does that do you football show on all the social medias? Uh, and dfootballshow.com uh, to get in touch dot uh, com at gmail.com rather to get in touch via email i need you real quick pull up the uh du uh email or at gmail real quick because okay. i'm gonna have you read the email we just got from keith today that wasn't long-winded and i just realized i can't read it because my phone is being used for the live stream he says, we'll have the email at the top of the show with our answer. Or yep. you said that. That's what I said. <laughs> Hence. That's called foreshadowing. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> this is why I am still the best live reader in the business. Cold reader. Hey, guys. Long time no email. <laughs> <laughs> From Keith. Uh, I wanted to break up the Arsenal talk for a minute and wanted your opinions on the top four race. Glad you have an Arsenal midfielder spearheading the cause for you and Joe Willick with that first goal uh, this past weekend. Uh, I've heard far too many experts say that they expect Liverpool or Spurs to overtake Newcastle because Liverpool could go on a run of seven wins in a row or Spurs have Harry Kane, so he will win them fourth. I think it's bullshit. So far, Newcastle has been better than both this season. They may regress to the mean and fall off, but they've clearly been better 
and more consistent than both of them so far. Looking forward to the show this week as always. Um, your thought? I so getting rid of Conte throws a spanner in the works because if he was in charge, Spurs I think would fall out of it. Mm -hmm. Given today's result, which we'll come on to, obviously yeah, they they didn't look terribly they did, impressive. They didn't look particularly good, and so look like a Conte managed team. Correct, and when when he went out with the surgery, we said it last week. Yeah. They looked a lot better almost immediately right. when they didn't have that specter hanging over them. This is going to – I'm not terribly convinced that they're going to stick around just yet. They have the tools to do it. You know, Everton have the tools to stay up. You know, blah, 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 blah. But you like, still have to do do it. But you still have to do it. Right. right. The game, that, that's why we it. love sports is because the game still has to be played. Right. Newcastle have been doing it all season. Um, we kind of saw it a little bit in the um, Carabao Cup final. Now, mm -hmm. obviously, you had – you know, Nick Pope being out, one of the obvious leaders on the team and blah, blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. Does, do they have the still kind of, because they're not a small club, they're a big club, but they haven't won things for a long time. Do right. they still have that kind of mentality of getting over that hump um, and them falling short this year is a possibility. But Eddie mm. House got them playing brilliantly. They're extremely organized. Um, Nick Pope obviously is back in the net, and they looked very comfortable against Manchester United yeah. on Sunday. They're they're scoring so, goals. Uh, I would say let's not immediately assume Manchester United is in. Right. That's, uh, a, that's think, another thing. I think a lot changes. A lot of their talk after the game, too, was, was not great. I think a lot changes when they add Casemiro back to the lineup. I think that that changes things greatly mm -hmm. for them as a side. But you can tell how badly they miss Christian Eriksen as well. Mm-hmm. Now, couple that, you know, Tottenham, you got to play the games in front of you. I don't think Brighton's going to have enough to catch them because they're six points behind everybody else uh, now. But also keep in mind that, too, Liverpool's behind Brighton in the standings right now. And I think we're going to learn from uh, Liverpool from, you know, these next two matches coming up this week with playing Chelsea and uh, playing Chelsea and Arsenal that are, do they have what it takes to make the top four? And if it has anything at all to do with how they did this past Saturday, that answers a resounding zero. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we about to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, we finally reached the top five and um, yours truly might know a thing or two about old number five this week. Yes, you probably do. God, I would hope so. They at pay me you, money to at do. At least you fucking should. All right, so we've got Westward uh, American Single Malt Whiskey Cask Strength. This is 62.5% by volume or 125 proof. Should run you around 100 bucks. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a little bit more than that, but not crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I think we, most of my retailers have it up there for 120. Yeah. Uh, the panel rating was 94 points, and your blurb comes to you uh, from Jeffrey Lindenmuth. Uh, from the Whiskey Advocate Tasting Pack. Gotta get this fixed. This yeah. is pissing me off. Yeah, huh? Gotta get this fixed. All right, anyway, uh, 94 points, like I said, and Jeffrey uh, Lindenmuth is giving you the blurb from uh, Whiskey Advocate. Founded in 2004 by Christian Krogstad, a brewer and winemaker turned distiller, Westward is a pioneer of American single malt. Despite a comparatively short history to that of Scotland, whiskeys like this have helped to prove the potential of the category whose stature in the whiskey world continues to grow. Westward's signature style takes the sweet, malt-driven base of traditional single malt spirit and matures it in new charred oak barrels akin to bourbon. 
Bottled at cast strength, the flavor impression is of warm porridge and honey graham crackers laced with toasty oak. That's how my last girlfriend described me before Carly. <laughs> <laughs> honey graham, get it, Mel? Yeah. That was the end, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> then cigar wrap, uh, wrapper and butterscotch on the finish, a satisfying American original. Um, the porridge, I, I completely get. The, the tobacco, I completely get here. The butterscotch is an excellent description on the finish. I, I think it's lovely. I think you represent a fantastic brand. We've said it how many times now on the show? Yeah. And this is no exception and fully deserves its place on the list. Uh, this is my personal opinion of all the American single malts I've ever had, including other SKUs that week. This is the best thing for American single malt. It's yep. the best American single malt there is. And that's also proven in the ratings and its score and where it's it's the highest rated ever for that category yeah. and couple that with <clears throat> uh being a craft producer that produces their own spirit there aren't many that normally make the top five let alone the top 10 right and for like in two weeks we'll have one that is a craft brand but they blend and there's plenty of art in the blend as well i i i think that uh that anyone who does contract distilling, there's nothing wrong with that because the barrels could be shit. Oh, you, yeah. you got to make it taste good. 100%. You've got to make it taste good. And you've got to blend it properly. You've got to proof it properly. You have to finish it properly, however you work with it. But, you know, there's a lot of art and just distilling is half the battle. How you blend it is the other half of the battle. Absolutely. And uh, cool thing with this whiskey, readily available, not allocated, easy to get. And that's going to be a lot of the top five i see four of the five of them regularly and one of them is a little tough but you can find it if you look for it that's the one thing that's that that i mm -hmm. appreciate about this list when they do it right i'm you know don't get me wrong the middle tins was fucking incredible and the knee competed was fucking incredible they don't need to be on the list no old fits last year is incredible that doesn't need to be on the list it's not supposed to be on the list this top five this year, I think, absolutely showcases the the cool thing about this list. Yes. Whiskeys you could readily get that aren't that expensive. You know, everything's under 150. You could get something for a hundred bucks. It's not it's not terrible. And like I said, this whiskey's readily available. My warehouse got plenty of barrels. Yeah, it's worth. it's fucking delicious, man. If this thing becomes allocated, I'm happy. It means right. we it sold means a sold fuck ton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, an absolute sure. fuck ton. So, uh, Mo, what do you think? Well, I've had it before, so I was very familiar with it, and I'm a fan. Uh, I remember when you first started talking about working for them, you were uh, most concerned, am I going to like the juice? Because mm -hmm. I had the juice yet. You were extremely relieved, and the few tastings I've gone with you... I've thoroughly enjoyed watching people sample this and kind of go, what is this? Oh, yeah. And they end up drinking more and more and yeah. then come back for seconds. And the next question, where can I get this? Yeah. Where is this? Where is this at? So the other thing I, I like to say about this bottle, Sam, uh, this is a trouble bottle. <laughs> she won 25. She don't drink like she's 125. No. Even no. without the cube, it drinks like it's a buck 10. Yeah. Like you could tell it's overproof. But there's but stuff that's too hot. It's one, not over overbearing. Stuff at all. that's one twenty five to one thirty. Like I love I love the Booker stuff, but there's some of it that is just straight up firewater. Like it's really hard to get past the proof. 
and she's smooth yeah. oh, for for one twenty five. Like I said, it's a problem mm-hmm. whiskey because you don't realize what you're drinking, and it drinks way too easy. Yeah, absolutely. It, this is one of those. I'm already that, through half of mine. That you and I back in the day would fall asleep on the porch. Yes. In the you know when we'd run into the ice and whiskey out of ratio problem. Yes, exactly. Empty yeah. bottle and uh, no more ice. Yeah. <laughs> they never even out. Remember, you, yep. you put the ice in the glass. You pour the whiskey on the ice. You drink the whiskey. Well, goddamn it, there's ice left. Yeah, gotta put more. We gotta, gotta put, put more whiskey, whiskey in. Mm-hmm. Then we get to talking because we're now a little sauced. And then, ice oh, melts. Fuck, ice melts. We gotta put yeah. more ice in. Yeah. Then we drink the whiskey, and then oh, it just yeah. never gets much, there. Much like hot dogs and hot dog buns, they never actually match match up together until you know it's an we empty fall bottle. On a lawn chair and piss ourselves. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah, happens. And well, on that note, <laughs> what else should we do, Mister Crab? Besides, Always remember to drink responsibly. Drink on a lawn chair and piss ourselves. <laughs> Show title: Drink responsibly, of course. Mm. Lovely. Let's go ahead. I should probably have the notes pulled up. Yeah, probably be ready I, to be ready. You know, no. yeah, you're yeah. A bus driver. Yeah, no, you're not ready. That's how we end up. But where's where's uh, Sandra Bullock when you need her? <laughs> fucking speed over here. Got to maintain that forty five miles an hour. Motherfucker can't drop it. He's driving at the age. Mm, you know. We open with the most entertaining matches of the weekend. One was a battle for Europe, and the other a relegation battle that sees another manager sacked Brighton 3, Brentford 3 Crystal Palace 2, Leicester 1 how is it the El Gatwico somehow gives us the most entertaining matches without having an actual El Gatwico basically because I forced Palace in this segment when we spoke about it you wanted to give Brighton their own segment and I said no fuck Paul we're gonna do (laughs) I can't let either one of them have nice things Paul or Brad so we're gonna put them together yeah precisely (laughs) so the the Brighton game this the game was awesome the goals were excellent most of them oh yeah but insane stat this has never happened before at least in England Mm -hmm. all 10 Brighton outfield players uh huh. Registered two shots. Really? All ten. All ten. There was thirty Both center backs. <laughs> Thirty-five shots taken in this wow. game by Brighton. Twenty out of them. No, fifteen. I think. I think it was thirty-three and fifteen, mm-hmm. uh, if I remember correctly, because it was just about half were on fucking target. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pulling it up for you now. Yeah, fifteen shots on target. Thirty-three total shots. Yeah. So not all the shots were on target. But every single outfield player, all 10 outfield players registered two shots. Two shots. Yeah. Holy shit. Fuck, it's the first time it's ever happened. Yeah. Well, it's what, insane. what was crazy, too, is... It's 72% possession for Brighton as well. Mm-hmm. So Brentford a bit more um, uh, ruthless. Yeah. What's the word? Efficient is the word I'm looking for. Uh, Brighton, just the onslaught just kept coming. It's not Ooh. like they were bad chances. Like I said 15 of the 33 were hey, on target. Per- perfect example was uh, Brentford go up one nothing on the Jensen goal, and then uh, finally Brighton break Bullet through header, that. that, that uh, yeah, the Jed Steer with the long ball onto Matomo. What a ball that was. And, and then, then a composed, what a finish. And then 30 seconds later, Two Ivan to one, Tony. Ivan Tony. <laughs> like that, just kind of exemplified what this match now, was. I it wonder, was just what was Lewis Dunk doing? Why was know. he eight yards behind the rest of his back line? Yeah, yeah, it that was, was weird. So it shouldn't have been the case. Had he been flush with his back line, mm-hmm. Ivan Tony wouldn't have had the space to run into. Yeah, and really, the ball should have been dealt with. But well, Dunk was like still celebrating 
Matoma's goal, it seemed. It's yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you all the way back there? I, cu- I couldn't believe it when I saw the replay, when I saw the uh, yeah. the highlights. I was like, you, wait, why? I, I mean, that's schoolboy stuff. I got to say, for Brentford, though, there's been some definite inconsistency for a team that's really not lost hardly any games. I think they've lost five. Like, right. they're like this match they were up for, but then at home they draw Leicester 1 1. Like, it's right. just like there, it seems to be as the season goes on and it's, it's a grueling season. And for a club like this, which is, you know, working with only so many players and, and you know, it just, it feels like I'm starting to see them fall off. Right. Yeah. And <clears throat> I don't know if it's necessarily any blame of them. Just, I don't think they've ever, they'd never been in this situation before where, Brighton has also not been in this situation before, but they seem to be a little bit more battle tested. And is do we think that that's because they have a little bit more Premier League experience than Brentford? I mean, it could be. Yeah. Um, I also think they're a little bit deeper. They're a little bit younger. Yeah. As well. So they they do have that going for them. But there's a bit more of that youthful exuberance. You sometimes look at Brent, Brentford's bench and go, who's going to change the game? Yeah. You know, if if Wisa and Buemo and Ivan Tony are all on the field at the same time, it's like, uh, what are we going to do now? Yeah. I, um, I, but you look at Brighton <laughs> and you have Matoma, you've got Welbeck, uh, and then Sully Marsh on the other side. Well, right behind him is, is Ferguson. Yeah, you know who's Marsh having a career season. Yeah, but Ferguson, who's proven that he is a game changer. <gasps> The, the the young Irish lad. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you see some players on their bench that can offer them something a little bit different. Um, where Brentford don't really have that. If it's not working with that starting eleven, they're kind of tapped. Which one of these two clubs do you think makes it to Europe? Brighton. Brighton. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would tend to agree. I, I don't think Brentford's in any sort of trouble. They're going to have their best ever finish. Um, fuck the way Chelsea's playing. And the way, you know, Liverpool is so stop-start, if Brentford mm-hmm. could string together four, five, six results in a row in terms of draws slash wins, but more wins than draws, I think Brentford could be in the conversation for McRib and uh-huh. Liverpool could be in the conversation for not making it. Uh, it is worth mentioning. Tottenham as well are I, in trouble. I have it listed in Oso, but I'm going to go ahead and mention it now. Uh Villa's only two points behind fucking mm-hmm. sixth place. And you got Villa, right. You have, I don't, mean, look, don't look now. Villa is two points behind yeah, I mean, sixth place. So it's, it's there's three segments to the league, right? There's the top two. Mm-hmm. Then there's third through sixth. Mm-hmm. Really, third through seventh, really, right. now. And then there's everybody else. Well, I, would also bear to, I would also bear to say that there's kind of a overlapping one, which is fifth through ninth well, yeah i mean that's that's you fair. know but they so i mean you could make a case for brentford brighton tottenham liverpool manchester united newcastle <laughs> they're all in that same sort of yeah. going in the right trajectory quote unquote and picking up results when they really desperately need them mm-hmm. um but still kind of inconsistent sometimes yeah so and that one week where you fall <laughs> off you know villa Brentford could miss out on Europe just because Villa has being more consistent um, since Emery's come in. Yeah, really, very true. Um, you know, but you can make an argument for any one of those teams to finish in either Europa League spot or a McRib Cup. Who would have thought that a team managed by Roy the Boy would manage to have 
30 fucking shots. 20 in the first half. <laughs> 20. 20 in the first half. Ultimately, 10 on target. Good Lord. Well, check this out. First time Palace have scored more than one goal in a game since August. <sighs> Coincidentally, that game was also the same game Jean-Philippe uh, Mateta scored in. Mm-hmm. He also had the second goal in that game. Uh, here's something I, I Problem, question. though. Wilfie groin hurts. Yeah, now that's that not not look good. That's not good for them. And I haven't heard a prognosis. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but that's not a good thing. Do you think they play the exact same way in this match if Vieira was on the sideline and not Roy? Mm. No, you you think that maybe it might have been the right move to let go of Vieira, huh? I um, still don't. I still just not necessarily. Yeah, but Eze hasn't been hurt for the last month. Mm -hmm. But he hadn't been playing. Why? Yeah, fair he enough. He clearly fancies it. Yeah. He was their best player easily. <clears throat> Palace's <throat> best player. I mean, if it didn't hit off the the the, the keeper who, by the way. Uh, uh, it's so unfortunate. Ivers is, uh, Iverson, Iverson, Iverson. Iverson. I think he's not. He, he's playing his ass off, makes five saves in the first half, and then he, Dougie, got a dug. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's, if it's just that Lester goalkeeper position is cursed because of the way Casper Schmeichel left it. Yeah. Um, or if Vout Face being back had something to do with it, and he just kind of pushed the curse off onto, yeah. <laughs> onto Everson. But it, I don't know, man. It, they just seem desperate at the back. And, and before Vout Face, Sinuchu. The year it's before had a horrible year. It's brother Brendy's gone now. So yeah. now what? That was about what I was about to get into. Here's the interesting thing about all of that. Um, the Foxes this whole time have just kind of been, and eh, we're not in a relegation battle. Like when interviewed, fucking uh, Madison was like, no, no, we're not in the battle. We're, we're, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. And same thing with fucking Rogers. They're sleepwalking right into it. You're in 19th place. Yep. You're in 19th fucking place uh -huh. now. You weren't in a relegation battle. Oh, you are fucking deep in it right now. And with nine games left, you don't have a manager anymore. Deep in it like uh, Colleen Rooney's phone. In the, <laughs> in the sea. <laughs> In the, in the sea there. That's that's a throwback. Very, <laughs> that very, is a throwback. deep in the channel. Um, <laughs> hey, do you think that was the right move? The mutual consent? Yes, to... because he then forfeits his payout, which Srinidava uh, Prava doesn't have to pay him, apparently. But who do they get? Guess who's the first person mentioned, which I know you told me to save it, and I'm, mm -hmm. well, I'm not going to yeah. say anything about it, other than Graham Potter is the favorite. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's the bookie's favorite now to take over at Leicester, which I thought Tottenham are a similar project. Yeah, just... <laughs> it, it seems... I I disagree with the move, and initially, my opinion from a few weeks back is now drastically changed by this. There's not enough time for a manager bump to happen. You might get one win at home just because it was... But it ain't going to help for real. It ain't going to help. And the other thing, too, is with uh, Potter and um, and Brother Brendy, uh, we now have had the most sackings in the Premier League ever mm -hmm. uh, in a single season. There have been 13 managerial firings from a total of 12 clubs because Chelsea have just fired their second boss. Yeah. So that is uh, what's funny about that is that's normally if they weren't owned previously by a Russian billionaire and now by fucking Krusty the Clown. Um, that's normally relegation 
fodder. Yeah, I mean, normally normally, is. normally if you're going to a third manager, you're going down. That's normally a Watford thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you heard that, Southampton. Yes, that's it, normally what happens. Yeah, exactly. You go to a third manager like, oh, this is not going to work uh-huh. out well for us this season. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Two clubs have done. So that's 11 clubs uh-huh. and two of them have done two. Yep. That's right, Hassan. I forgot. I forgot Hassan who'll even manage this season. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> fucking hell, forgot there's a Hassan Hoodle. <laughs> there's been so many. <laughs> my goodness. Um, it's like I left the stove on in my Hassan Hoodle. <laughs> I've got a Hoodle home. <laughs> uh, see, you uh, were worried funny. about your dad jokes. I know they, they're, they're, they're they're back. They're here. I know, and I feel like all those dad jokes are so funny. Christian's heart thing's going off again. <laughs> Now, I love you, buddy. I think now there are four potential clubs of going down. I think I still think Southampton, Bournemouth, Forest. I think that Leicester has squarely put themselves right in the middle of that bullshit. Absolutely, right in the middle of that bullshit. And yeah, they have. They, they and they they've slept walked <clears throat> to it. Their defense is so bad. Yeah. I mean, this is this is it's akin to how bad United's defense was, right? But United have De Gea back there. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is this is the, the fall that we're talking about is Leicester weren't exactly ripping teams apart when they won the title or yeah. when they went on that FA Cup run. They had results. They, that City 3-1 or whatever, 5-1 or whatever it was. So they had some re- results here or there, excuse me, but uh, uh, most of it. Hey, kept it going. I was impressed. That was a... Uh, <laughs> That was an on-the-fly burp. Just kept it going. Most of them, most of it boiled down to how tight their defense was with with Robert Huth, Harry Maguire, and um, uh, Jamaican lad. Wes. Wes. Yeah, uh, Wes Moore. Wes Moore. Uh, yeah. Morgan. 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 Wes Morgan. Their captain. Um, <clears throat> Wes Moore, governor of Maryland. Yeah. Yes, very good. You're confusing Fair. your Wes's. Yeah. Uh, Carly, update on that, by the way, um, tweeted something. The first tweet, in it, it might have been a Facebook message, something. Uh, Mayor Scott put something up on Facebook, and she said something like, oh, man, I thought you were talking about something else, comma, shorty. Oh. Well, I'm glad she knows who he is now. <laughs> She's still bitter about the way he acted. Um, oh, damn. And, uh, yeah, it's fucked up. Anyway, that's funny. Um, but it was it boiled down to how good their defense was. Yeah. Basically, right? And and them being able to keep teams out. I mean, you had Vardy, you know, kind of doing his thing and, and scoring in eleven straight games and a lot of that, that season was one nils and two nils. Oh yeah. They weren't exactly, <clears throat> you know, re- flying super high. You know what I'm saying? So the 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 way that they've fallen off here defensively has just been absolutely absurd. I mean, selling Fafana with three days before the season started mm-hmm. or whatever it was, losing Casper Schmeichel like the last day of the transfer window, the, it's just been one very poor decision after another. And I wonder if Trinidad Prava Jr. knows what he's doing. That's very fair, um, you know. And I know that they were hurt by COVID because the the, the King Power, it, it all of that stuff. Those are the the kind of corner of the Asian market in the airports for the duty free duty shops. free yeah so nobody was fucking traveling and in asia especially those restrictions lasted a lot longer than they did for the rest of the world yep because white people gonna white <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> get it and um it's a donald trump joke yes I and they and they uh so they were had restrictions beyond what we had for a long time so they're gonna you know they, they're gonna hurt bad from that i mean that that's one 
group of rich people actually feel for yeah in in a lot of this you know yeah. what i mean uh it, 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 especially when they're talking about covid um you know being the putting the spanner in the work for the finances of the club i totally get that in, in this particular case we uh, i'll finish it on this we've said with uh lester they're able to score goals which is great but the problem with a team that has a very poor defense but a very good offense is every team goes out there playing them and they know all they got to do is get one more fucking goal than they do. Yep. And they're, they're just one more fucking goal. And that defense is going to give it up. Mm-hmm. I just thought of another funny story real quick. Okay. Uh, speaking uh, to Christian, we had this vice president of my company years ago who had a heart attack. Uh-huh. And um, he ended up getting a uh, thing to monitor his pulse and blood pressure and everything else mm-hmm. so that wouldn't happen again and um it was funny he was off work for about six months uh-huh. like, recovering and all and he goes into a liquor store getting ready to set up for a survey and uh this particular product that should have been featured very prominently was not uh for said survey they were doing the pre-manager walkthrough you know and um the shelf space for that product was like in the deep dark corner of the right by the office door like in the back of the store right where nobody wants to live mm-hmm. and it was like knee height instead of eye level well he had been since he had come back very very calm well he saw the state of the store the day before the survey was supposed to happen and his fucking thing started beeping <laughs> that was like his heart rate was going up and everything was going nuts mm-hmm. and all the managers that were there with him trying to set the store up and make sure everything looked good just found like because he could not contain his rage and now we could hear his rage from his hip beep, 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 rather beep, beep, than beep, beep. his mouth yeah it was, it was quite funny all right next time let me go ahead and get out the intro first before nah. we jump in with that you know because you know that's kind of how that works and besides i'm about to talk about your club the battle at the top sees city get a massive win only to see arsenal hold serve with the exact same score manchester city four liverpool one arsenal four leads one uh liverpool go up quick but then it was all fucking city i will not have my creativity stifled okay very good uh first yes the first half was excellent it's the stuff of dreams be as creative as you like let me at least drive the bus to the next fucking segment all i'm gonna do is go from stop a to stop b let me just get to stop b and then fucking go crazy i'm okay with that let me open the door let the passengers off say what i need to say and you can then sit in the back banging the fucking pots like steve martin and dirty rotten scoundrels going you're fine just let me get to that open the door part uh well if you had driven the bus right from the beginning we wouldn't be having this conversation <sighs> the first half was the stuff of dreams sure sure thing trumpy sure thing trumpy <laughs> all your fucking what about isms <laughs> what about my freedom <laughs> the um it's a tyrannical government the, uh, <laughs> allegedly allegedly youtube allegedly <laughs> The uh satire, 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 satire. <laughs> satire, uh, satire, satire. Anyway, this the first half was excellent. Yeah. End to end stuff. Good football being played both sides, battling it out, you know, um tackles flying in, it was nuts. But the woodwork was hit, a couple of goals were scored, Liverpool took a shock lead. I was creaming in my pants. Mm-hmm. Like, yes! Liverpool win the game, please. And then Jurgen Klopp <laughs> had a halftime talk. And I'm not sure what the fuck he said. <laughs> But whatever it is, don't ever repeat it. Yeah. Because they came out, what, two and a half minutes? I think goal. it was. Yeah. Goal. Goal. And then 
uh, 40 seconds after, whatever, another three minutes, whatever it was yeah. after that, goal. Goal. And then seven minutes later, 3-1. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? This was like that uh, Keanu Reeves bit from um, The Replacements. You remember? It's like playing in quicksand. It's like you think everything's going fine, and then all of a sudden... It just gets worse. It just gets and worse, and then you and fight worse. harder and fight harder, and then it just gets worse and worse and worse because you're trying too hard, and that's what it seemed Liverpool were doing. City, no Holland, no problem. Man. Liverpool, no midfield, big fucking problem. <laughs> big, I mean, it's it's becoming obvious, like especially like Henderson and, and Fabinho are still, they're still two of the best midfielders in the world, right? And they're going to play well against 90% of this league. But against that team and the way they like to control, like, you're not going to fucking be able to contain them. And it's ultimately, like, I, I criticized Liverpool about this in, you know, during the transfer window. You kept buying strikers because your forwards are all hurt. It doesn't matter if there's nobody to control the middle of the nobody fucking field. The and yeah, exactly. They'll be plenty of games where they'll be fine. They'll be absolutely fine. Still crafty veterans. They know what they're doing. They're still some of the best midfielders in the world, and I won't take that away from them. But they've, but lost, a, they've lost a step. If they want to win titles, if they want to be in the Champions League, they got, like, this offseason, they're going to have to offload a couple of strikers to pay for it, but they need to fix that fucking midfield and they have to fix it right fucking now 100% because that midfield also then makes up for any mistakes the defense makes because mm -hmm. they're there to cover their ass people have become real critical of Virgil van Dyke, and it's not that he like oh well since the injury hold on moment of silence for the touch toll up thank you but since that right I would say it's because he doesn't have very good midfield in front of him, and he well, has to do it all in his fucking self. But he, he also has to do more. Yeah. Because Fabinho was breaking up a lot of that play. wouldn't even get to Van Dyke. Yeah. There was, you know, a lot of situations where Virgil Van Dyke isn't very quick. He's he's relatively quick but he, for his size. But he's he's not a quick player in terms of, like, Julian Alvarez, for instance, um, who, who scored a, a peach of a goal in this game as well, uh, by the way. But Van Dyke has always prided himself, at least it seems, on his positioning and his awareness. Well, his partner isn't very good in the center of defense, so he has to do a lot of covering for him. But then it almost seems like... His right back thinks he's a right wing. Right, but how cool, calm, and collected that Virgil Van Dyke usually seems, he's panicked a couple times. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times did he just hoof the ball out to touch Right. in this game? Stuff that he normally doesn't do. He normally picks out Robertson yeah. or drop it a shoulder and pull it back and get himself a yard of space to play it to the other side to yeah. Alexander Arnold, who for some reason is already standing on the halfway line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just that kind of shit is like that's not happening this season. And I think yeah. part of it is Kanate's not very good. Mm -hmm. um, Mateep and Gomez have had their injuries this season. That's who Van Dyke had seemed to be comfortable with. Yeah. Him and Kanate just can't get on the same page. Yeah. And then um and then Trent has just gone off the fucking reservation. So Cameron started soccer shots on Saturday. Oh, okay. Very good. And, um, and I'll save that part of the joke for injury time, actually. But she she is playing a lot like Trent Alexander-Arnold. One big hoof, right? We were trying yeah. to do dribbles. And, uh, you know, we called it TikTok. Uh -huh. Each foot hit tick -tock, it once tick -tock, real yeah. close. TikTok, TikTok, real close to you. 
Now, all she wanted to do was hoof it. And then after she hoofed it, she became disinterested and ran past the ball towards a dog that was playing in the park. <laughs> and that seems to be what Trent Alexander-Arnold's doing. Yeah, that's... Uh, one last thought for City. Uh, would appear Grealish is finally starting to figure out what it means to play for Pep. Yeah, so they, they said it takes about a year to settle in under Pep. And we've hit, you know, just about a year now with, with Grealish. And... um a little bit over a year because he's a bit yeah. dense <laughs> <laughs> but he's starting to figure out yeah he's from birmingham but couldn't pick it out on a map if, if everyone he, doesn't remember so that's not a, a Ross, criticism it's ross's a truth. favorite crayon flavor is green yeah. and jack's favorite crayon <laughs> color is yellow <laughs> just he, lemon <laughs> lemon it, yeah it's um yeah they're strange lads those uh but yeah now it, it's starting to figure it out and and the commitment he seems to have to be showing city um that run where he tracked sala from midfield mm -hmm. all the way to the 18 and the awareness of gakpo running behind him so the way he tailored his defensive run was fucking brilliant um and then getting the touch on it to to send it back to ederson um, was was just excellent and it, it it shows that he cares it shows that he's willing to put in the hard yards and do the work yeah. he should have had a hat trick really um liverpool did get a good block in um but uh allison had a fantastic save oh on that uh, one, volley on that, that he on hit? that far oh, post yeah. um when he cut back hell inside was excellent hell of a hit um but he got his goal in the end and it was it was great as a, a true man of the match performance from him oh, absolutely so and not he started the the other move they scored the first two goals were carbon copies of each other just mm -hmm. from the opposite side yep. and he had the the one assist and it, it was fantastic Grealish had the best game he's had in a city shirt since he signed for the club not to be outdone. It took a little while for you guys to get going, but uh, in the second half, Arsenal just fucking roll. And uh, welcome back, Gabby Jesus. And you yeah. couldn't be at a better fucking time to get him back. Gabriel Jesus, before he got hurt, scored five goals. Mm -hmm. He had knee surgery following what happened at the World Cup. He was out for four months in total from away from the Arsenal. He comes back. In his second appearance, first start, scores twice. Richarlison is yet to force, score his first goal for Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he started over uh, Gabby at the uh, World Cup. Uh, you should have seen Bollocks. Richarlison's uh, bollocks. Yeah, he he scored. He was scoring for Brazil though. He was yeah. scoring for Brazil what, twice. His his uh, he had that fucking worldy. The uh, a little overhead kick. He didn't even jump properly. <laughs> His uh, TikTok, his post on TikTok today. Who? Richie? Richie. Yeah. Was of him scoring at Goodison when he picked up the flare and threw it back into the stands. But that was his... Do you think that that was uh, not properly timed <laughs> considering oh, yeah. they were playing Spurs today? <laughs> yeah. 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 100%. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He wants to come back. Yeah, oh, yeah. alone, I think. Oh, yeah. We'll take he hates his life there. Yeah, we'll gladly take him. Anywho, let's keep it rolling. Um, Yeah, anything you can do, I can do the same. Yeah. It's Leeds, almost like that uh, Mia Hamm and Michael Jordan commercial from the late 90s. <laughs> Leeds are still making very, very simple mistakes in the back. You look at that Ben White goal, which was a brilliant, a brilliant pass from Gabriel Martinelli. But how? 
Yeah. How how is the wing he back? Have, he shouldn't have. How been is able the to, wing back yeah. tapping that into the net? Like that I is. I mean, he made a meal of it. Yeah. <laughs> he had the underside of the crossbar. <laughs> but still, Which just is proper wing back finish, you would say, I guess. How is um, he that fucking open? And then, and this has been when you watch leads throughout this entire season. It's always been just like horrid mistakes. Fucking again, first half, Meslier comes running out to head a ball away. That almost gets put in again by, he's, by Martinelli. He's done that five times, and two of them got put in the back of the fucking net. Like yeah. he's got to be more was, he, aware. He, he came out, and this was he was clearing it with his foot <clears throat> as yeah. well. It's just and he put it right in the middle of the field, about chest height. Mm -hmm. It bounced just before Martinelli, and he volleyed it towards goal. And Luke Ayling almost fucked it up. Mm -hmm. Clearing it off the line. It was on target. Yeah. But he like couldn't sort his feet out properly. It hit his right leg. Or I'm sorry, hit his left leg. Yeah. Bounced off his left leg, hit his right leg, and then went out for a, a, a corner. Yeah. It was like, what are you guys doing back it, here? It, it was it, it was it's just these very simple mistakes that leads teams to keep making. And that's I think ultimately they figure out a way to stay up because I think they have the tools to stay up as it's as a club, but if they go down, it's going to be because their defense fucked it off. Yeah, and definitely. Like, they just like it's bad. I was I was uh, terrified actually when Luke Ailing's, um despite how soft it seemed to be, I was terrified when when the penalty got called. Oh yeah, right in the knee. It was on his knee again. Yep, right on the and knee. Recently repaired, <clears throat> and you don't know, you know, that touch. The touch wasn't much, right? It was a fairly soft penalty, but again. Time and time again, we say the same thing. Don't give the referee a decision to make. I've, I've said it about Gabrielle mm -hmm. last season a few times. Don't put yourself in a position where the referee has to make a decision because ultimately you're going to be let down more often than not. Yeah. We're going to talk about it in your game. Yeah. <laughs> With Decore and yep. his decision-making process. Yeah, well, I mean, Keane and his decision-making process that ultimately led to the penalty. Same right. thing, yeah. Just, you do not put yourself in a position to allow the referee right. the, the chance to make a choice here, right? But that little touch maybe moves his leg in a way where his, his foot lands funny and then his weight gets distributed improperly. Mm -hmm. He's out for a year now yeah. or something. You know, that was I was terrified. So when he stood up and then was able to take the penalty, I was like, oh, thank God. <sighs> that because that I, I just saw our whole title crumble right before my eyes there. well what's nice about having him back in the lineup is okay Sokka just did international duty not feeling a hundred percent you were able to put him in the lineup and you, got Trissard, you got Trissard yeah. and uh Martinelli on Trissard, each side Trissard just moved out to the right Martinelli came in on his natural <clears throat> left position and then Sokka comes into the frame Martinelli goes through the middle Trissard goes over to the to the left and Sokka takes up his position on the right yep. there's all this movement and interchangeable parts and you know, people are fighting for positions now, and everybody seems to be in form, wanting a piece of the action. Able to and get who I subs feel bad for, for Partey, Shaka, like able to get those oh, kind yeah. of part, those subs for people too. You've been winning a couple at the death here lately, mm -hmm. and to be able to just get the starting squad off and let them rest and go, hey, we're kicking the shit out of somebody. Right. It's exactly what you need going down the stretch. You Absolutely. need to let those guys get some breaks. And but I'm, you were about to say. I, also, I, I feel bad for Eddie Nketiah in, in all this. And I, I could see him either going out on loan to a rather large club mm -hmm. or going out on loan uh, or um, being sold in the summer um, just because it would be surplus to requirements with yeah. everybody fit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel bad for him. I mean, he, you know, joined Arsenal as a, as a younger kid. He was in Chelsea's Academy um, and then came over to Arsenal 14, 15 years old, somewhere in that sort of range. And then um, obviously signed professional terms with us. Yeah. So, uh, but he's, you know, he's a good player. He's just not consistent and yeah. doesn't do as much work as Jesus does or Martinelli. And Martinelli is able to play through the middle. So he's now third in line for the middle spot because we picked Rosard up who could play mm -hmm. on the left, yep. which means if Gabby can't play, other Gabby can go in the middle, yep. and then Troussard can play on the left instead, and Eddie's just an afterthought, and I feel bad for him, but that, you know, them's the footballs. Uh, Mr. Graham, we're reaching the point. We're starting to get to a magic number for you guys. Oh. Don't jinx it. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Bournemouth 2, Fulham 1, Forest 1, Wolverhampton 1, Villa 2, I said, yeah, I said Villa. Bournemouth 2, Fulham 1, I think I said Villa there, it's my mistake. Forest uh, 1, Wolverhampton 1, Villa 2, Chelsea 0, West Ham 1, Southampton 0, Newcastle 2, yes. I was going to say, you could just say Villa 2 anytime, and as many times as you want to. Heard. Man United nil, Everton one, Tottenham one. We said this on injury time. If Bournemouth wants any chance of staying up, you have to win this fucking game at home. They won this game at home. That's a big step for them. That's a big fucking it's huge. step. It's huge. Especially considering what Lester just did. There's a chance. They didn't they didn't There's deserve a it. Fucking chance. Oh no, they didn't, but they found a fucking way. You know what it should have been? A draw like I fucking said it was, was yeah. going to be. Yeah. And it, it wasn't because Leno, now to his credit, he got to the initial ball. It was a hard shot from not a, a big distance. Yeah, He's got a hand to it. But Anthony Robinson needs to be dealing with that that clearance, that ball, uh, yeah. that rebound. And he just didn't react fast enough. And Solanke got in and uh, and scored. Also might be why I beat you in fantasy this week, too. Eh, it could Solanke be. With that we'll goal. see. We'll see. Anybody see that? Yeah. That's yeah. for you. That little finger? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, 16th beating first. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's fine. It's better if a listener wins anyway. <laughs> tanking it on purpose. Uh, no, you aren't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it took a while to get off the mark uh, uh, for both teams, really. There was a chance here or there, like, right at the, de right at the start, rather. But um, 15 minutes on the clock, finally Fulham gets the breakthrough. It was actually a lovely piece of play mm -hmm. um, that saw Pereira score. Um and rooted Neto to the spot, much like uh, uh, Lloris later mm -hmm. on in the day yeah. uh, on Sunday, um, or Monday rather. But um, but yeah, now it, it was a good game all around. I mean, both teams believed in it. Uh, Fulham let let uh, Bournemouth stick around, right. which was the wrong thing to do. Um, and they started to turn the screw a bit, and they started to believe they had a couple of chances in a row. And and Fulham was kind of a comedy of errors, but it gave Bournemouth the belief that hey, we can fucking do this. And they, they took that initiative and then equalized. And then, you know, it gave the, oh, fuck, we're in this now. And then got that goal at the end. These are exactly the matches where you go when, I mean, when I used to be on the other side of it, sitting comfortably in eighth place, trying to get to sixth place, go, we went to Bournemouth and lost? They fucking suck. Well, no, they needed it more, you know? It's like where Everton beat Brentford. They needed it more. And don't look now, like Fulham's in 10th. Fulham, I mean, as long as Chelsea can somehow figure it out, 
Fulham could find themselves in the bottom half of the table. Now they'll be happy because they survived. They survived but, for a change. But yeah. they're also going to look at a season where they were like, at one point we were in fifth fucking place. Yeah. You they know? were for seventh for a while as well. For yeah. a while, they were in seventh. Yeah. Um, which would have been good enough for McRib, probably. Yeah, per- precisely. So, so that's, you know, it, like I said, for Bournemouth, that's exactly what you wanted. They got another match like that coming up this week. Same fucking thing. You you have to. In your building, you have to get those Ws. Yeah. Can they do it? Maybe. I think that there's an I think Lester's introduced a new team that can help them make that great escape. But we'll have to see. And also it all fucking changes week to fucking week with that fucking and bottom it's, twelve it's, teams. It's still so close. There's finally been a little bit more movement now that Palace got that win. They're a little bit at more at the same su- time there was a few other yeah. losses I as think well. It's back to being like a six point difference yeah, again still, instead of a four point. Right, but half these teams have a game midweek and a game at, at the weekend as well. So right. now, now you're looking at that whole thing. That whole deficit could be erased if you lose next weekend. Very true. Very true. Uh, so Forrest get the point, but they don't get the win at home again. Like Dave, their home cooking is like for a team in a relegation battle. You say at least it was a point. Right. But for as well as they were playing at home at the early part of the season, giving away leads, especially at the death, like. Ugh, that's got to be frustrating. Yeah, Forrest should have won the game. Yeah, start oh, there. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I feel like they, I feel like they were the better team, and I think it's pretty much Brennan Johnson's fault. I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he picked up the ball on the right side and uh, running into the box and um, tried to round. I forget what Wolves defender it was, but tried to round somebody. He was getting fouled at that moment. Was getting fouled. He rounded them, took a heavy touch then decided to do one of the worst dives ever on some of the weakest contact I've ever seen yeah. in my life. If you're going to go down, you needed to go down on that first contact. Right. And get you that probably would have won the penalty. Get that penalty, be up to nothing, you go on to win. Done. But he didn't. And it was one of the worst dives I've ever seen. It was absolutely pitiful. Yeah. <laughs> and he should have been booked for it. And I don't think he was. No. No, he was. He, he, he was. Saw okay, yeah. yeah. He saw yellow. But it was... It, he was fouled, but was too honest. Mm-hmm. That's the gamesmanship that some of these English players lack, mm-hmm. right? You uh, gotta... we'll, we'll talk about the gamesmanship that one of them definitely had. <laughs> <laughs> Go down, son. Yeah. What are you doing? My Brazilian won us a penalty. Face, roll around when Seamus Coleman's standing over top of you going, get the fuck up. You're wearing a captain's armband. It... Still stay on the ground and roll around. Pour water in your eye because you were definitely, you were gouged. You were gouged. It was WrestleMania happened on Sunday. You were gouged, Harry. Please continue. Go ahead. My, my Brazilian won us a soft penalty. Their Englishman did not win them a soft penalty. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. I think that, that basically... because. You know, other than that, they were relatively even during the game, and and Wolves' goal was was pretty good. Yeah, um, from Potence, Brennan Johnson's saying. goal originally was excellent, and and good play as well. But I think they'll ultimately be fine because they're picking up these points here and there. They're picking, you know, that up until a month ago they had all those. Well, they were one of the form teams in the league following yeah. the World Cup. I think they probably have done enough to get themselves over the line. <clears throat> really, I think there are three worse than them. But they're going to need to, again, not find themselves in a lesser situation. They're going to have to continue to press, continue right. to get those results and put those points on the board, albeit draws or wins. Just get the points on the board because Southampton 
I mean, their game was shit. We're about to talk about them in a second. Mm-hmm. I, that, it was one of the most boring games of the weekend. Mm-hmm. That you know, can they get themselves out of it? Uh, I'm not so sure. Right? Can Lester drag themselves out of it after sleepwalking this far? Not so sure. That you know, so that that's gonna that's gonna tell a lot here wolves, over the next few weeks. Wolves after the last couple of results just seem to be falling right back fucking into Correct. it. When, it, it, when you, you beat fucking Liverpool at home, you seem to be going in the right direction, and then you're just right the fuck back mm-hmm. in. Now, the good the good part for Forrest is if the starting 11 doesn't get it, they only they have 415 other players that they can bring in <laughs> that might understand what the fuck they're going through. Yeah, but we're the ones fi- charged with financial fair play. Um, <laughs> they haven't looked at their books. They didn't have access to their yeah, books all year. You're right. That's one, <laughs> one count. 111 for City. I'm not bitter. Not bitter at all. No, not one bit. Uh, Villa, don't look now. Two points out of fucking six fucking place. They have. They are figuring out fucking Emery Hello. Ball. I hope you're safe by four points and the mm-hmm. Premier League dock you three points for your one count and you're still safe. <laughs> but, oh, they that'd be sent brilliant. That, but they sent that message. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would really piss off the three teams that go down. I like, think really fucking hysterical too mm. sorry villa were excellent yeah mm-hmm. now they had Lord, some they help great. yeah cool belize header flick on header for ollie watkins goal was phenomenal <laughs> <laughs> they did have some help uh what was that what's the stat that happened for ollie with that goal uh first uh five 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 goals uh on away Mm, five consecutive away games. Yeah, five consecutive away games he has scored. I knew it was five something. First time in Villa history. Really? Boys and girls, let us remember, they are one of the original fucks. So we're talking first time ever. One of the original fucks. Is that what you said? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what I heard. Original fucks. (laughs) Everton's included in that too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That means it's over 130 fucking years. They've like. Five straight away days. First time. For uh, for somebody their club. When yeah. Una got rid of uh, my favorite forty year old Danny Ings, I, I was a bit concerned because that's where all of our goals were coming from. But fuck, he clearly knew what he was doing. He was like training wheels for Watkins, yeah. and now that Ings is gone, Watkins has blossomed, and he is a force to be reckoned with. Coutinho is getting zero minutes. Buendia is fucking playing. Yep. Ings gets sold. Watkins is fucking playing. It was clear. Unai Emery went in and mm-hmm. went, no, we're not working with fucking veterans. These guys Luke are going to on. do it or I'll lose my job. But I'm putting everything into but these two guys Luke because the, they're the long-term investment. Luca's on the bench and Mourinho's doing very well. Yep. Moreno. Mare- whatever. Mourinho's a different person who's about to be back at Chelsea. Huh. The... <laughs> If only you heard it here, tenth, because <laughs> the Guardian was all over that. I saw um, the the what I will say about Ollie Watkins. I think they spent the money on Danny Ings and brought him in and benched Watkins. Honestly, um, I think put the boot in his ass to to go. You know what? I can be replaced. Yeah. I also think Gerard was. I want veteran footballers yeah, yeah, yeah. i need know, somebody well. i can trust blah 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 yeah i mean that also makes sense <laughs> yeah but i, I think it, it, it might have been an inadvertent thing that happened yeah, but great. i think it did show ollie watkins like fuck they can come for me mm-hmm. yep. so i need to get my shit together and he has been fucking excellent mm-hmm. okay even Potter. though it's, it's weird to do danny ings though 
It's weird to do Danny Ings as the person to show you you can be replaced because his hamstrings are like fucking twigs. Yeah, precisely. That's I said. He's like training wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Potter out at Chelsea. Yep. Swear I'm going to stand by him all season. <sighs> I. This is why I called Todd Bowley Crossy the Crown. I don't yeah. like his hair, number one. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's coming from me. Bowley's hair is you weird. didn't see uh, Graham just shook his hair to show off his... Long, luscious, flowing, luscious locks. Yeah, Todd Gr- Bowley has weird Donald Trump hair. Gr- gray, I don't like fucking it. layered locks. It's not as bad as Trump's, but you're it's not old. good. Your hair is gray. Todd Bowley you're getting old. Do you agree? I mean, yeah, but you're getting old. That's what I care about. So Krusty the fucking clown over there, just oh, waving man. his checkbook around like it's going out of style. Uh, I swear <laughs> I'm going to stand by him. This, that, the other. But apparently, he can't figure out if he's English, Russian, or American, and um, decided to part ways. I. I don't begrudge. I know. I know. Brighton fan supporters are like, you know, we're bitter the way he left because he left very course, abruptly. Yeah. But they, but and, they wanted him to do well because of the heights right. that he took Brighton to. But I maybe it was the wrong place for him. It was certainly the wrong move for him. It's he's the wrong go- place for most people. He's going to have a job. He's going to get oh, a definitely. job. His stock very was not quickly. hurt by this. Yeah, so, but but at the same regards, he was shit there. Their results were shit. Now, there's a lot of accelerating facts he, that he, come he, to he it. He tinkered but, so much with the team. Yeah. I'm not convinced he knew what his best 11 were. No. Still. No, no not at all. And then Todd Bowley in January threw more players at him. Yeah. It was like, shit, that fucks up more stuff. But then you want, so Sir Alex Ferguson, right? Arguably the greatest coach of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have more trophies than anybody. There's an eyebrow who I would uh, say has. I'm just. Beat. In terms of the English Premier League. Yes, very true. Abs- that's not cool. debatable. And, and even, that's hard coming from you as an Arsenal supporter with Wenger. S- and even still, they've started to reconcile. Yeah. I think Wenger offered to buy him an ice cream Aww. the other day upon their dual induction into the Hall of Fame. I figured you were going to hold that for uh, parting words. No, I think it was a glass of a bottle of wine. Okay, they were going to share a bottle of wine. No, ice cream was Roy Keane and Graham Sunes or somebody. <laughs> that's right. Or no, it was Patrick Vieira and Roy mm-hmm. Keane. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Another point. Um, Wenger wanted to share a bottle of wine with Alex Ferguson because they never did as managers because they hate each other so much. Oh, God. But yeah. now as old men, they're t- starting to reconcile. <laughs> and I think we should do grumpier old men three. Mm-hmm. Remember grumpy old men? Yes. Then grumpier old men. Yeah. I think we should do grumpy old men three. Grumpiest. Yeah. Grumpiest, grumpiest old, old men. men. Yeah. And it should just be those them two mm-hmm. and maybe Graham Suness involved. Just because he's a prick, mm-hmm. and do um, just have them reconcile all their differences. I like that. Uh, Get Roy involved. <laughs> does a new manager save this season for Chelsea to no, the point that they get not. to Europe? Do you, no. Do you think they end up outside of the top ten? Yes. No. Mm-hmm. No. Probably tenth. Yeah. Ninth or tenth. But uh, be, I figure like they're going to catch Fulham and Brentford and finish in ninth. Probably. Yeah. Too. But. Brighton are rolling. Mm-hmm. Even Fulham, to an extent, are rolling when they get Metro back. Yeah, you know there, there's an argument. It, it's it's out of Chelsea's hands, which is the biggest issue, right? Um, but what what Sir Alex said is you never change your back four. Yeah, is the point I was getting to. You never change your back four. You need that continuity. You need that understanding. You need that. And he he would say to his players, if you need time off, uh, you know, towards the end, Nemanja Vidic was kind of on the Ledley King training schedule where he only trained once a week, if that, because of his back spasms and how mm-hmm. bad that was. So he was saved for the game at the weekend, mm. right? 
Yep. You Agreed. never did, but Potter doesn't do that. Potter tinkers. He he moves people around. Uh, he, he does didn't tinker a ton with Brighton. I mean, I, I no, just, but he didn't have the players to. He's got right. three hundred players at Chelsea to yeah. choose from. Yeah, that's the other issue, right? So, and he he came in mid season. He didn't have a preseason with these players. Chelsea desperately needs a active, very active director of football to keep Bowley at bay. They had that's that. That's what he has to do. They had that prior to in Abramovich's regime. Yeah. In terms of a strictly footballing sense, before everybody goes nuts, mm-hmm. Abramovich is better than Todd Bowley. Because he had that. He had that system in place. Had and you look, at, you look at the people that he's hired and fired and what they've won. And Chelsea never missed a beat. Yeah. Once they made it there, right? Yeah. They didn't miss a beat. And it didn't matter who came or went. Players or coaches. Right. So they had it was almost a munchy style system. Yeah. The most famous sporting director in the world at, at Sevilla for, for many, many years. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter who came or went, coaches or anybody else, because the club had this philosophy. And Chelsea were the same way. They were competing for Champions League trophies. They were competing for, and they've won two of them. They were competing for Premier Leagues. They were competing for Europa Leagues and, and won one against us, of course, under Abramovich. They did those things because they had this philosophy and these systems in place to safeguard this hiring and firing of people constantly yeah one of the other best coaches uh that's been around someone that everybody loves big phil scolari you know luis felipe scolari that you know, managed brazil and, and mm-hmm. porto and portugal and, and all those teams he found it tough at chelsea and i think he won the premier league as an interim right got let go you know what i mean they just kept rolling todd Bowley's not doing that because he's just i with abramovich leaving i think a lot of these other systems Went by the wayside. Uh, Dave Matteo, who won him the Champions League as an interim. got Well, got sacked 10 games into the next season or whatever mm-hmm. it was because they were shit. But they kept it going. But the, And then they rebounded and yeah. made the Champions League again the following season. Yep. So um, I don't, it, it's, it's a strange one there, man. And and I don't know if they're going to be able to keep ticking over as they were. Yeah. I really don't. I, I wonder as well. And also, how many people did they sell this summer to make mm-hmm. up for the amount of money? Like... I think let's watch in the next couple of years. They could be in a lot well, they're gonna of trouble. Well, going to have to. These eight-year contracts, right, are supposed to be a workaround for financial fair play. Right, right. A very obvious loophole, right? What club is going to take that contract on? No one. So the, that player is now the, you are stuck with Mikhail Mudrik. The heavy money at the end, they're not going to take it. Troussard scored it. a couple goals yeah. and had a couple of assists. Mikhail Mudrik's got nothing. Zero. Yeah. No stats. Absolutely nothing. Enzo has one goal, yeah. I think, in the Champions League. And he's at least short up the fucking midfield. Zone. He's been playing well. That, yeah. That's unfair against Different position. Him. But, yeah, it's but unfair yeah, the against forward, him. The forward needs to fucking go out there and immediately be an impact. He's giving you I mean, he was clean through and decided to try to take it early, but couldn't work the ball out of the middle of his feet. On a, He was striding for 20 first, yards with it. First sub off the field in this match as well. It was midway through the second half, but he was the first guy off again. Yeah. again. Right. hundred million. All right. We got to keep this rolling. We got three more games to cover. Uh, this one really, uh, sorry, West Ham and Southampton supporters that are listening to the show. Uh, this was a boring as fuck match. Both of these games were boring as fuck. This was my opinion. Boring. But, but for the irons, that's a statement at home. Get the win. Fabianski back in the net. You get the shutout. 
That is Moise ball to a fucking T. And it's that sa- is Moise ball. Say, if ever there was a Moise ball, it saves. It kind of stopped the boat from going across mm-hmm. the river sticks there for yeah. David Moise. That is some what David Moiseola fucking shit the, right there. The only thing I have on this one, honestly, I mean, I wrote a paragraph, but it it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, Smokey, I'm talking directly to you. Okay, my DMs are open. But really, I just want you to hit me up on DUFC. That's Drunkard United FC, the closed group on Facebook, where all the hashtag pants happen that everybody should ask to be a part of. Just send us a thing on Facebook and we'll get you in there at the football show uh, originally and then uh, Drunkard United FC uh, to find that. Smokey, I need you to publicly tell me who the fuck Thilo Kerher and Nayef Agard are. Please, <laughs> the assister and goal scorer for uh, for this this particular win. Never heard of them. Don't remember saying their name during the drunken transfer recap. Don't remember them playing the season. No idea who these two cunts are. I need your help, Smokey. Get in touch. Uh, in all fairness, you were drunk when you did it. I know the one. I don't even right, you know one of the two. Yeah, That's still talked, a failing grade. We talked about him before because he gave up a couple of penalties and an own goal. Still a failing grade. Uh, true. That's only 50%, Sam. <laughs> Newcastle completely dominate Manchester United. And if it wasn't for David De Gea playing out of his fucking mind, this would have been 5 0. Yeah, also a pretty boring game, to be honest. Yeah. Um, United looked like they were on the brink of getting going and, and just, never, just never got out of first gear, <clears throat> ever. And Newcastle stymied everything they tried to do. It also didn't help that Bruno had a fairly legitimate penalty claim. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he realizes that the way he acts and projects himself hurts his chances of winning those penalties. Yeah. Because if you bitch about everything at some point, cry wolf enough and people stop believing you. Yeah. And the even the announcer said, well, oh, that won't affect his game for the next 20 minutes or so, will it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the fucking announcer doing the, the comms. It's like you, you got to stop doing it. This, this this petulance, <clears throat> you know, this is Pogba-esque the way that. That bad. Bruno's acting. It's bad. Um, now it Pogba funny. did it. Pogba did it against the club, well, where he would act like he doesn't care and stroll around. Bruno does it as like an angry two-year-old. What's funny though is that when Ronaldo was there, he obviously he was playing like second fiddle to him, and he didn't like didn't that. like it, and it wasn't working out well, and he really had a bad start to the season. The minute Ronaldo left, he went on a run. Yeah, he was looking good. And I think he just decided, like, oh, yeah, things are going too well. Let me go fuck this off. Like like Ricky Bobby's dad in the Applebee's. <laughs> you know? just yeah. ran out in the street and decided to fight a cougar. Like, I mean, it's just like, no, hold on. I'm not doing good. Things are too good right now. I don't like this. <laughs> like, that's exactly what it feels well, like you, Bruno's you, been for the past four weeks. United's really good run had Christian Eriksen involved in it. Mm-hmm. Christian Eriksen seems to be for whatever reason, the tonic that calms Bruno down and just yeah. lets him do what he wants. Uh, Casemiro as well, but even though Casemiro is prone to a couple of reds now, but right. Casemiro somehow, uh, his presence in the midfield, he takes up kind of the double duty to just let no, of Bruno kind of go. But no, that That's very true. And, and Casemiro allows Bruno to flourish tactically. Right. I'm talking about his attitude. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if... If Christian Erickson just looks at him and goes, mate, I died two years ago. 
Shut the fuck up. I, I have a feeling that's what he does. He goes, he probably just walks up to him, puts his hand on his shoulder, go, have you ever died on the pitch before? Yeah. I'm I a have. zombie. I have. <laughs> Fucking calm down. Yeah. There's more Relax. important things to Don't be crazy about. Don't worry about that penalty. It's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've died. <laughs> I'm basically Jesus. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. I came back from the dead. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. That's what he said. I'm fucking Odin. Okay. Because he's Nordic. I, Never mind. I think Newcastle. Some people will get that. Yes. Mel. Newcastle is finally finding a way to score, which they weren't before. Here's another one. Maybe he just has Thor's hammer. And lay, <laughs> lays it out on the training table. And <laughs> hey, Bruno, look at this. In the Shut dark, up, babe. In the dark with Bielsa. Yeah. <laughs> After a loss. Let me show you this. Shut up, mate. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> New Dick Castle, has an elbow. Newcastle getting goals is what's is what's really ultimately big for them. I finally got her. <laughs> and to go back to the question that Keith asked, they're scoring goals. I start to feel more confident about them being comfortably third. Yes, and not fourth. Correct. I and have more confidence in Newcastle. More confidence in Newcastle than I do in United or Tottenham. The way Ezek linked up that play was fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Was absolutely brilliant. Um, um, to be serious about the game for a second, uh, the chance looked like it was gone, but his long, lanky leg reached around, poked the ball um, to I think was Gimaresh, mm-hmm. who played it back to maybe Longstaff or somebody who played it back up to Isaac, and then uh, or to Ezek, and he a uh, little drop of the shoulder reverse turn to the other side mm-hmm. um, and then found the space where Gimaresh was running into who stood that ball up onto the far post. That Maximone then headed, the going away, how composed right in. how composed was that? Just instead of trying to go for gold that tight angle just saw Willick and was able to head the, uh, head the ball back to him. That was fucking play, phenomenal. That whole was play excellent. was both that whole thing was both chaotic and brilliant at the same time and what was even more amazing is like that's Man United that you somehow just seem to have this crazy, chaotic, you never lose the ball. Yep. How are you not losing the ball? That's Man United. They should have taken the ball off of your foot now mm-hmm. five times already. And it was just, it was a brilliant buildup and a brilliant goal. Oh, yeah. And well, I mean, a very simple goal at the end of the day. Well, it just fucking knock it in right I mean, there on the Two yards line. out, three yards right. out tops. But that whole buildup to it was very incredible. And honestly, for me, this is exactly what Newcastle needs to be fucking doing yep. right now. Mm-hmm. They're doing it at the right fucking time. And I got a lot more confidence in them than I do the other two teams. Well, what do you what do you what is the the success of a Premier League football club formula look like? Number one, make your home stadium a fortress. Mm-hmm. Newcastle have done that. All of Jordan Nation has bought into it. Mm-hmm. And they have been probably the second best fans in the Premier League um in terms of they were never not behind their team. Right. Right. They were always a hundred percent behind their team. Even when Brucey was in charge, even with Mike Ashley at the helm, only nine only goals against the conceded board. at home this season. Yeah. Only nine goals conceded. At home. That's number one. Right. And, and Keith wants me to keep Arsenal out of it. And mm-hmm. this is simply seriously for comparative analysis. Mm-hmm. You look at the, the character arc of Xhaka where we sent death threats. Yeah. We, I didn't because I'm not a cunt. Um, but various fans sent him death threats. Yeah. He at one point was being booed off the pitch so badly he took his gloves through them and then flicked the fucking crowd off. You're right, right, <laughs> right to where we are now. So 
we didn't even back our team for a bit. Right. Yeah. Newcastle still backed their team 100%, regardless of what Ashley was doing, regardless of what the results looked like, regardless of who the manager was. Newcastle was still behind the team. But the way they have stepped up this particular season has been nothing short of spectacular. Mm -hmm. And that stadium is a fortress. Number two, if you lose on the road, you don't lose by much. Newcastle have never been blown out. Nope. This season. Lose by a goal. Not at all. Lose by a goal. You keep your goal difference tight. And any tiebreaker falls in your I think favor. They have a couple of two nil losses, but but like that's tight still. Yeah. You, you, fucking Bournemouth nine nil. Yeah, I mean, there's a few. Yeah, in there that are spectacular losses this season. Manchester United seven nil. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's a few that are spectacular losses this season. That's right. We snuck that one in. Newcastle have kept it tight on the road, mm-hmm. and more often than not, they've at least gotten draws. And this is what saved Brentford. Remember, uh, in their first season. Mm-hmm. When they were on their downslope, when all those players got injured, they got they had draws mm-hmm. instead of losses. Mm-hmm. And Newcastle have done that. They've drawn the teams they needed to draw, and they've beaten the teams they needed to beat, and they, they're where they are. And their home stadium is a fucking fortress. And I'm if, terrified we're going to lose the fucking title. <clears throat> at St. James. At St. James Park, because yeah. that's where we have to go in the closing weeks of the season. Yeah. And that stadium is fucking ridiculous right now. Yeah. It's hard to play in. Yeah. It's like hard. Goodison Park was under Devin Moyes. Yeah. Well, and leading into that, let us say yet again, uh, when push comes to shove, Goodison Park is an impossible fucking building to play in. And you saw it again today. Yep. Uh, this was up until the first red card. Yeah, that's right. First red card because there were multiple there were red two. cards. There were two. This game was mostly Everton taking it to uh, Tottenham. Should have been three. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, should have been three. Hashtag foreshadowing again. Let's get into the uh, the first red card that was uh, given to Decore. Um, You put your hands in somebody's face. That is going to be a red card. It is going to be a red card every every single time. It does not matter if it's the softest thing in the world. Uh, I even forget his name, the cat who... uh, did it to Joey Barton for you guys at Arsenal. He had just signed him. He was a big signing and uh, he barely got Joey Barton in the face and Joey Barton went to the ground. I'll think about it, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, African player. I just don't remember uh, his name is the problem. It was a one word name. I'll think about it. But in that situation, was it it wasn't Gervinho? It was Gervinho. Big forehead. It was Gervinho. There you go. (laughs) Bang. (laughs) I think, I think <laughs> that's, that's an, an old joke. reference. That old is an old reference. Right I think, yeah, I think he got tackled real hard or something and like, like pushed his forehead or something. And, and Sent fucking done. Yeah. Barton went down easy. Um, he had a Kane, massive forehead. Kane you know pushes. What? When we signed Gervinho, mm-hmm. cell service, five bars all the time <laughs> in the Emirates. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, his it's fucking reflected his the signal perfect. So 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 big it made Julia Lescott go, damn, that's a big fucking forehead. <laughs> Let, let's just do Gervinho, your forehead so big, jokes. <laughs> your forehead's so big you make it look Sam uh, looks like he has hair. You you make you make Ken Griffey Jr. and the Simpsons drinking the tonic head look small. <laughs> your forehead's so big it made Todd's bully wallet look small. <laughs> 
so Harry Kane uh, fouls Damari Gray, pushes him in the back, knocks him to the ground. This is right at midfield, mm-hmm. right at the halfway line, right there with the the fourth official and uh, and the coaches. And be honest, Harry Kane probably deserved yeah. it. Well, well, Harry Kane pushed Damari Gray to the ground. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Decore. So My bad. Then he walks by Damari Gray, gives him a kick in the knee, walks over top of him. Damari, uh, Decore's in his face. He takes a swing at Decore's ankle and pushes him. Decore then responds, goes up to him and gets in his face. Kane pushes him again, grabs him by his jersey. Decore turns around, not looking, and throws his hands at him, obviously to push him away. Problem is, one of them hands, right in his fucking face. Mm -hmm. And good Lord, you would have thought that England's captain was blinded for life. (laughs) (laughs) It was the slow, it was the slow turn fall move, and then to the ground with his hands over his head. But again, it's a fucking red. It's not even debatable. It's a fucking red. You hands to the face. It's a fucking red. Does not matter. But god damn, if Kane didn't throw a fucking fit to get that fucking red card to happen. Yeah. All the build up to it. And ironically, Kane did ultimately get a yellow card for fouling gray. And it was just like, dude, you could have gotten a yellow card for fouling gray. Another yellow card for kicking gray. Another yellow card for fucking kicking uh Decore. Kicking like, out of Decore, yeah. Could have got another yellow card for pulling his jersey, but one guy gets sent off. I'm I'm not defending Tottenham. I never <laughs> will defend Tottenham, but but Decore has been on edge lately. Oh, he has been. Well, think Very back to the so. Tyler Adams incident against Leeds. Mm-hmm. I don't. What is? So who pissed in his Cheerios? I guess he's just What's back been? on. He's back on the pitch playing again. He's just like I'm gonna fuck somebody <laughs> up. Is exactly Sean Dice has got him wound like a fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> But it, but it's worked well until this. Now the problem is, is now we're minus him. For no, he three should have been games. sent off against Leeds too. Yeah, we we're now minus him for three fucking games, which right. is the problem. Yeah. Um. um no, and th- and this the Harry Kane piece of it was. Do you remember that uh, South American player? I think it was in South America. It happened, but the video made the rounds multiple times. It might have been in Spain actually, but who was getting? kind of boxed out by a forward who was trying to receive the ball. Yeah. And he grabbed the forward's arm and hit himself in the face with it and then went down. Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sounds a lot like what happened to Harry Kane. Yeah, here. it would do his gamesmanship. Um, and, and I don't yeah, I don't knock him. Do it. Fucking do it. You know? Well, yeah, I mean it's Marshall Gaines, right? It, it's one of those things where um and in a you game know, where you got nothing really Tottenham had a couple of ch- chances but really it was Everton was the upper hand yeah if 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 a Uruguayan player did that he'd be being praised for his gamesmanship and yeah. getting an advantage over the other team for his team um but it's a piece of shit in it yeah well and then from that point it is the story of Michael Keane Yes. Uh, also an interesting character arc, <laughs> but in a very much shorter span of time. Uh, Tottenham finally win a penalty, and it was Keane wasn't aware of who was around him. Christian Romero ran right in next to him right as he went to kick the ball, and fucking Keane got him. It was definitely it was definitely a foul. There was no doubt about it. Kane, of course, steps up. Kane, of course, scores the penalty. Uh, Kane, public enemy number one now. Every time he touches the ball... Goodison Faithful are losing their mind. And uh, Stellini decides, okay, it's time to sub out one of my forwards. I'm subbing out Son, and uh, 
Although the children wept. The children definitely wept as he left the pitch. They bring on Lucas Mora. Problem for Lucas Mora? Lucas Mora decided, I'm going to try to break Michael Keane's ankle. (laughs) When it studs up on a loose challenge, sees a straight red, which is funny because it's right in the ankle, and you're like, oh, shit, man. Is that guy still walking? He was able to get up, able to uh, play, well, that leads into something because in the 90th minute, Michael Keane scores from fucking 25 yards out in the fucking 90s. Fucking Thunderbolt. <laughs> and this this is the one thing about Lester we didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of velocity and direction, it had a lot of Ricardo Pereira written all over it, didn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, did. this was a fucking Thunderbolt, this goal. I, it's, it's the funny one because uh, I'll go back to um, our first i'm sorry our second season as drunkard united fc right Mm -hmm. Uh, we were playing a game against the team that we had played in the final the year before we were just playing a throwaway game at the end of the season didn't matter i didn't play goalie that game i played on the pitch and i came in as a sub Uh and i got the ball at midfield and they all stepped back from me i then promptly took a shot from midfield and put it in the back of the fucking net yeah because their attitude was (laughs) <laughs> oh, he, fat man. He can't score. Yeah. He can't, well, I wasn't that fat back then, but they were just like, yeah, he ain't well, going to score. <laughs> the entire Tottenham defense just went, oh, it's Michael ah, center, center back's got the ball. <laughs> Fuck it. He'll be. It's, we'll, Mike, it's Michael we'll, Keane in it. We'll be all right. Let's just step yeah. off of him. He got to. I mean, if ever. I mean, it was training ground how he got to set up the shot for himself. Right. As. Four Tottenham players just literally took a step back from him. And he hit it so perfectly that fucking Larice is just tree trunk, just going, how the oh, fuck man. that? Yep. Like, yeah, I mean, if I'm Larice, I that's one for me back in my days as a keeper, I'd have been yelling, "You could, would you guys like to fucking defend the guy? Would you actually like to try him from fucking shooting a, a goal because you should probably if someone's wide open in front of the net you should probably stand in front of them so they can't take a fucking shot honestly the result this game deserved was a 1-1 draw because i kind of ultimately felt like neither team really wanted to win this game i don't think either team i'm sorry let me rephrase that i don't think either team wanted to lose this game they went into this game yes. going if we don't lose, mm-hmm. if we win, great, we move further up the table, and for I, I, and for it, Tottenham, they move into third. But I think Tottenham also goes. In terms if we of to- draw, we're in fourth place. Well, in terms of Tottenham, I was going to say I think Liverpool's result greatly influenced how they played. Yeah, in this game, especially with the way we saw them react, like I said earlier, without Conte due to the surgery, versus how we saw them react in the first game where Conte's not in charge. Yeah, here. Yeah. I think Liverpool's result greatly influenced them and Chelsea's as well because I don't I don't think they're terribly concerned about Brighton. I think they think they'll fall off uh, again. It, they're going to sleepwalk into fifth place and watch Brighton get fourth or whatever. Yeah, you know, um, United and Newcastle are there, but you know, I don't think they're terribly concerned. Um, but United having lost earlier in the day and then uh, uh, the day before rather, and then you had Liverpool's result. I think Done Tottenham, that twice by the way, stud Tottenham. I know. Tottenham were going to be first regard or uh, third place, mm, fourth place regardless right. of the result. He, even if they lost, I think they were still in fourth. Right. So I think that greatly influenced the way they played. Yeah, very true. Which is not a good thing. Do we 
do we think these that's not a good quality in a team chasing something (laughs) even even if everton go and lose at manchester united this weekend which frankly they should it's at old trafford are we starting to feel like they're probably going to be safe who everton yeah yeah, I, I told you they're safe. Sean yeah. Dyche, I, I mean, Burnley was a unique set of circumstances that five years in, the dam finally broke. I think Sean Dyche's tactics work you know Sean in Dyche, terms of being safe. He's not going to drive you on, but in terms of being safe, you'll be fine. You know who doesn't look a lucky uh, Sean Dyche? Frank Lampard. Sure money. Do I even need to keep explaining it? The irony's kind of gone. I'm over twenty eight. <laughs> I'm not like fuck it. I don't care anymore. I have a couple losers somewhere, yeah. and I'm gonna say it now just to get it out of the way. Uh, in case you all were wondering, uh, it just says they were gonna need scholarships anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Talking about my daughters, obviously. Um, I'm not gambling away their college fund. There was no college fund. Yeah, there was never a college <laughs> so, fund. So in it the doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Liverpool lost. Don't care. <laughs> that is mine. Noise. Yeah, it is. It is. Either I win money or Liverpool loses. Happy, happy either boy. Way. Yeah. Just, happy boy. I'm a happy man either way. Um, before we talk about mine, Mr. Graham, um, you and I had a little uh, side bet going there where you were convinced Lester was going to win, and that's yes. your own fault for believing in that. Well, they were leading. <laughs> and a fucking own goal shouldn't have happened. And I believed that uh, Crystal Palace was going to win, and uh, they we did. We had a side bet. And we even put down uh, money on the draw. So imagine my delight in the 90-plus minute <laughs> yeah. when Mateus scores for the win. So I couldn't believe it. I am going to hold this shot. Uh, until Kitty takes the stage because uh, I just took a sip of very expensive whiskey. Okay, very good. No problem. I'm going to just let that linger for a moment. <laughs> Again, I missed. Liverpool lost, and I'm now down $1,572. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 11.538462% of the time, Mr. Graham. It works 100% of the time. Three more than you, which is all that matters. Mm-hmm. Keep it going. Two bets. First one, Liverpool to beat Chelsea at 175, and then a separate bet of Liverpool to beat Arsenal at 155. Hope I lose them both. Hope I lose them both. Nice. I don't even want McRib for him. I want them to be on the outside looking in. It'll be bloody fucking brilliant. All right. And now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. That's not a bad bet, Sam, but speaking of bad bets, Pat's here. <laughs> hey, what's going on? I believe uh, the, the full line... Full disclaimer on Pat, or disclosure, I should say. Uh, apparently, he's had some cold medicine, both above uh, counter and below counter. Nice. Mm. He's drinking that scissor tonight. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've been drinking a lot of IPAs and drinking Robitussin, Claritin, Cannabis and some ibuprofen. So, uh, Toss it. I, working, I know what we're going out on in injury time. <laughs> and it, the band name is 3-6 Mafia. <laughs> okay. How are you all doing tonight? Fantastic. How, um, how, how are you all doing? All right, Pimp C. How, how's, the national, how's the national title match going? 
Uh, I haven't checked on it yet because I got the over in the first five innings of the Baltimore game, and that's a pitching fielding match, so that's not going good. Oh, no. It is uh, 9.26, and the national title game kicked off at 9.20. Oh, yeah, I know. I so it's only it six like minutes in. And it was still 0-0. Zero zero. I got San Diego State covering six, I believe. Yeah. I took um, it is eight to six right now. San Diego State's winning, so I took all three of the not Connecticut teams and I put a fiver on each of them to win the national title. Nice. So as long as San Diego State wins, I win five bucks plus all my money back. But I figured UConn is the clear favorite to win it, but I put money five dollars on all of them. I was like, fuck it. Let's see if Florida Atlantic makes it to the fucking final. Carly Carly was all excited about betting LSU for the women's final mm-hmm. because of uh, the Bayou Barbie, the uh, uh, Reese, from, yep. Reese from Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she uh, she was like, I, 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 I couldn't figure out how to bet on my phone, but I need you to help me. And I was like, <laughs> all right. And the game was like three minutes old or something. Uh-huh. So I jumped in. got actual decent odds. I think they were both um, favorites. But one was a bigger favorite. Okay, <laughs> I think great. Iowa was like minus 150 mm-hmm. and LSU was minus 110. Okay. So I got Carly yeah. on a $9 bet. She won eight bucks. There we go. Yeah. I had a girl. Because she, she picked LSU. She wanted LSU to win. She picked LSU and uh, she had 119 in her account. Uh-huh. So I put $9 on to make it even. $18 in the hole. There you go. There we go. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, and what you just said actually kind of pisses me off about all these uh, betting apps. If the bet is minus 150, it should be plus 110 at the very least, maybe plus 120. But for uh, it's irritating. I've, I've not taken games and not played bets because the odds and statistics are just way into the casino's favor. I'm, I'm getting tired of it, but that's uh, for a different day. Yeah, but you're a degenerate and you can't walk away. Right. Are, are you gonna, Let me ask you a question. Are you going to call the phone number or not? No, no, I've already All called right, that. Shut the fuck up, then. Called that phone number a long time ago. <laughs> All right, so what? What were you? Uh, what did you take last week? Did you win or lose? Uh, I took that Liverpool same game parlay, and oh, it looked good. Right. Yeah, that really big fuck up. Uh, yeah. What do you got this week? Hey, 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 hey. it wasn't a big uh, fuck up when freaking uh, Mohamed Salih uh, scored the first goal in the game. I was like, well, shit, I just got two of my bets covered right yeah. there. But And then they shit the bet. And then, except for they didn't win. <laughs> also, Mohamed <laughs> Salih sounds like an off-brand boxing game. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pay Muhammad Ali's estate to use his name. <laughs> Salah, you absolute daft cunt. And I'm only our, our boy is sick. He's been taking lots of tussin and drinking the beers to work with it. <laughs> what do you got this week, dude? Come on. No, 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 no I'm not. I'm not leaving it. Uh, so, what do you think? Arsenal's going to pull it off? Eight games to play. You're going to be the first time you've seen him win since you were ten years old. I was oh. actually 17. Uh, no, it just turned 18 when they won the title last. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. It would be, you know. It was still I half like my life ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you got this year? Or this week? This, this year, year. This year. Minus 2,000. Wow, the call's you- been that long. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's uh, the hydrogen on that tusk, Mel. 
<laughs> so I'm gonna take a strange bet this week. All right, I'm taking Tottenham, Arsenal, and then Scotty Scheffler to win the Masters. Uh, at a hundred dollars, that pays five thousand ninety six dollars. Just makes another fucking sports. Fuck it. I fucking love it. We're throwing some golf in. You know what? I let it pass. It's good. It's we're gonna fine. let that. We're gonna let Whatever. that roll. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it's gonna happen to the afternoon of Sunday. Sunday at the Masters, and Scheffler win back to back Masters. I think he can do it. There we go. So, what are you at? How far are you down right now? Because Graham's down what twenty eight hundred, right? But this is uh, week twenty nine, right? Yeah, yeah I'm down twenty eight hundred. Yeah. yeah, it's twelve or thirteen hundred. Okay, uh, I, I need to catch him. I'm still behind him. Yeah. Oh. I'm winning it all back right now, so I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> heard, heard. All right. And tune in next week when I bet the darts, because <laughs> apparently I'm not very good at soccer. Uh, <laughs> all right, bro. Thank you very much. We appreciate your time. As always, enjoy the uh, rest of whatever it is you're watching, the Coupe de wow, I'm off this Indonesia week, so that's... Cycling or whatever it is right now. Oh, he's <laughs> off this week. That means lots of golf and lots of alcoholism yeah. and lots of degenerate gambling. Lots of tusks. <laughs> Yep, but unfortunately, I'm traveling out of state, so I got to hit up some friends to make bets for me. Oh, that's a shame. Venmo me. I'll, I'll, hey, I'll hook you up. Uh, I might hit you up to make a late night baseball bet because I know you like to stay up late. Yeah, nobody needs to know that. <laughs> <laughs> might actually try to get in touch with me. All right, bro. We'll holler at you later. Enjoy your week off, and uh, we'll speak soon. Don't die. All right, bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> He didn't say okay. <clears throat> All right. I'm getting most of it back right now. Okay. Because I've got a surefire Tuesday parlay. Mm -hmm. Liverpool to beat Chelsea. You know who's taking over for Chelsea? And this is odd. All of Graham Potter's backroom staff he brought with him from Brighton stayed. Wow. That's another interesting thing I forgot to bring up. Huh. You know who's going to be in the dugout who's taken over? Hmm. Remember the right back Bruno? Yeah. Baldy with the big uh, yeah, yeah. bassist from um, yeah, yeah. System I of a Down Beard. Yep. He is in charge on uh, tomorrow. Wow. No shit. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Anyway, Liverpool over Chelsea. I've got Villa to beat Leicester. Okay. Managerless Leicester. I've got Leeds to beat Forest because... And that's at Leicester, too. I mean, at, at Villa, I mean. I think it's at Leicester. Okay, fair enough. Keep it going. I think Leeds uh, are going to beat Forest um, because they're in Leeds' building, and they much have the same fans. And Brighton, after this display they just had, to beat Bournemouth. <clears throat> I think that's good. at Bournemouth, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Leicester is at home. Leicester's at home. Yeah, yeah Villa Leicester's travel. But I think Villa's got this one because Leicester a shambles. Um, plus two, two, three, six, two thousand two hundred and thirty six. So my hundred dollar bet is going to eradicate most of my debt. Okay. Very good. And as the chicken comes in, which Mel is about to introduce, here's my shot of Malort. Enjoy. Well, Kitty missed with her Brighton draw, so she sits at 13 and 15. So this week, I gave Kitty Man City traveling to Southampton. Now, Kitty, you know, the chicken, informed me she just watched the movie Control about Joy Division's ill-fated frontman, Ian Curtis. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, this is a deep cut, isn't it? It's a very deep cut. <laughs> this is for an audience of one? Uh, keep reading. All right. Now, in the movie, he asks his favorite color, to which he replies, Man City Blue. Ian loves City well before they became the juggernaut they are today, so clearly, Kitty is picking City to win. I just wanted to write something that would tongue twist. Oh, I'm sorry, Kitty's ghostwriter wanted to write something that would tongue twist you, you a little think I bit. Did you say Kitty City Winnie? <laughs> no, I just figured you'd fuck it all off, and you didn't, so good job. Well, Kitty, I mean, best cold reader in the business, right? Kitty City Winnie, that means I'm not shitty, and you better gamble legally and responsibly. Championship Corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up. Oh, no. Melissa had a moment. That actually wasn't bad there at the end. You know what my dad used to say that's a similar tongue twister to all that? Mm-hmm. Tough titty said the kitty, but the milk tastes shitty. Whenever something bad in my life happened, <laughs> that's what he would uh, That's what he would come back with, which I always thought was interesting. So, on Friday... We got back up and going, and Burnley and Sunderland played to an exhilarating nil-nil draw. On Saturday, Luton 2-0 over Watford, Preston 3-1 over Blackpool, Birmingham 1-0 over Blackburn. That's a big deal. Bristol City 1-1 with Reading, Cardiff and Swansea uh, played to a 2-3 Swansea win. Uh, Stoke City 4-0. They haven't seen four goals in Stoke since the 1600s. Uh, (laughs) uh, 4-0 to Stoke over Coventry. Huddersfield 4-2 over Burrough. Get on, Neil. <laughs> Get on, Neil. Uh, Huddersfield and Rotherham, nil-nil. North City, uh, nil. Sheffield United, one. West Brom and Millwall, nil-nil. Wigan, one-nil over QPR. These are all quite important games. That actually is everybody that played. Burnley still on top by a cool 11 points uh, on 38 games. Played with a plus 45. Sheffield United in second on 73. And then there's a big drop-off. Middlesbrough. 67 points in third place on a plus 25. Luton Town are in fourth with a, uh, 67 points as well, but only a plus 13. Millwall uh, in fifth now on 61 points with a plus eight. And Blackburn Ooh. are in sixth place on 61 with a dead even goal differential. 43-4, 43 against. Mm-hmm. Interesting, that. Um, Norwich have played a game more than Blackburn. On 39 games, Blackburn are on 38. Norwich are in 7th on 57 points, but they have a plus 10. So a game or two goes their way. They're up uh, into the playoff spots, and Blackburn are out now uh, after their midseason slide. Uh, 8th place is Coventry on 57 as well, but a plus 6 also on 39 games. But West Brom have a game in hand on both of those two teams, only on 38, with a plus 8 goal differential and 56 points. Preston North End are in 10th. On 56 points, 39 games played, but they do have a minus seven goal differential because of one or two big, big losses. Mm -hmm. So that, uh, I guess Watford kind of still in it on 55 points and Sunderland and 12th are still in it on 54 points, both also on 39 games, but they do have positive goal differential. So you're looking at 12, third through 12th that could possibly be in the playoffs. Yep, absolutely. This is fucking an insane season. Yeah, this really is. This is wild, wild stuff. You go down to the bottom of the table, you got Wigan in dead last on full 39 games with only 34 points scored and uh, minus 25 goal differential. Blackpool are in 23rd on 35 with a minus 20, also 39 uh, games played. Huddersfield, 
The Neil Warnock effect. Yeah. They are in 22nd, so they do occupy <laughs> that final relegation spot, but they are tied on points with Cardiff, one of his former haunts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Cardiff do have a game in hand. Uh, Huddersfield with a minus 19. Cardiff with a minus 14, both on 39 points. So it's going to be interesting all over the table yet again. And uh, we'll see what happens. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls. Mr. Graham, any parting words? Nah, I'm good. Huh? Lovely. I don't think that? there's anything that really happened. I didn't hear too, too much. All right. Next up is injury time where you can listen about the beers we've been drinking, checking on our fantasy teams, yep. even though the, se- the week is not completed yet. And we're also going to preview the weekend's action while checking in on our adopted clubs. Mr. Graham, if somebody wanted to find injury time, how do they go about doing it? It's actually quite simple, and you'll only have to part with $5 a month. That is patreon.com forward slash Show. Uh, just sign up to that one beautiful tier we got. You get both of our extra shows a week and a couple extra uh, really fun things throughout the year. So... Uh, hit us up, join, and um, you get everything that we got to offer. Lovely. Also, be sure to check out our Drip Shack where our boy Rob, a fit, Fulham in the you South see Cat. That? Yep, just bought his water bottle with our new uh, car- uh, um, cartoon, cartoon logo. likenesses. And also, because he is a musician, decided to go ahead and lay down the riff from Whiskey and the Kidney Stones from uh, the Drunken United Anthem, which was absolutely fantastic. That's pretty good. Also, as the weather's starting to warm up, Mel, I need to get on that uh, manufacturer's site so I get them at cost. And I've got the old D-back slides in my horizon, I think, uh, to wear down in Ocean City. Down the ocean this summer on. Yeah, Juan. <laughs> All right, everybody. Till next week. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton Punch you in the eye and drink your rye Sam Houston Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham Smoke of a lord, look straight in shorts Sam Grammy Sam Graham Hit the fucking new button!